What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. Clark and Bobby are here, and we're with you. And we're talking about Mark chapter 9. Yes, we are. And we're going to just kind of jump in right away. The first couple sections um, deal with the transfiguration, and then... We'll talk a little bit about um, this, the healing of the boy with an evil spirit and just kind of our theology of prayer. But really, again, just a super full chapter, um, lots and lots and lots to, to lean into in the whole chapter. So we'll break down what kind of stuck out to us and just encourage you to jump in yourself. Yeah, if you've read the, the Bible before, then you've probably come across the story of the transfiguration, which is what this chapter starts off with. Um, and talking with some guys in my group recently, even in wrestling in my own heart, you ask yourself, why is this story even in the Bible? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like oftentimes um, we're looking at practicalities. What am I supposed to take out of this this verse or this chapter and apply it to my life? Mm-hmm. And when Jesus is transfigured, it, it's an incredible story. And you kind of left with, what do I do with this? And like, I wonder why it's in here. When it looks at when you look at the word transfigure, the Greek word there is metamorphosis, which is right where we get um, this image of a butterfly and really literally the word of a mm-hmm. butterfly changing from this ugly little thing in a cocoon to this incredible beautiful butterfly with all of his be- his or her beautiful colors. Mm-hmm. And so in the story, you see Jesus revealing just a part of his true glory. And as I was talking to some of the guys about it, you look back at Mark eight. And it appears that people are debating who Jesus mm-hmm. is. Um, if you look at Mark 8, verses 27 through 30, this is where Jesus basically asks them, who do you say I am? Yeah. And usually I'm sure that that is coming out of another conversation. I'm sure Jesus didn't just mm-hmm. like pull that one out of his bag of tricks and was like, hey, you know, who do you guys think I am? This is a pop quiz today. I'm sure that he heard rumblings. He knew their hearts. Yeah. Um, and then... A couple of verses later, Jesus then reveals his plan to them, and Peter straight rebukes Jesus. He's like, no, 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 you're not going to die. He's mm-hmm. like, that, that's not a good plan. And so it's out of that, then um, Jesus goes to the mountain and trans- transfigures. Yeah, it's kind of like this added stamp of verification, like, hey, I came and I was born in a manger, and, I'm, and I am fully human, but I'm I'm fully God, too. And mm-hmm. it's this um, kind of just a an assurance that God gives the disciple the disciples that were there just look at the brilliance and the power look at the change look at look at who this person this son of man who Jesus is um, in all of his power and glory because um, there's so much more to his story that like you know Peter's trying to understand about the suffering and about what's to come and about his death um, but just kind of a f- visual like we talked about how there's a vision with like the miracle with demon um with jesus driving out the demons and sending them into the pigs how we could literally see oh something happened and this could be another example example where the disciples could literally see whoa like a cloud descended on them and Mm -hmm. said let me make it clear this is the messiah this is my son listen to him. Yeah, and I'm sure that later on in John and Peter's life especially, there were moments where they were their lives were on the line, they're about to get put to death, mm-hmm. they were tortured, they were hungry, they didn't have a roof over their head, and they had to ask themselves in their humanity, why on earth am I doing this? Yeah. Like, is this worth it? Gosh, I miss my family. I don't want to die. 
And look at the beginning of John. John 1 talks about reminiscing of that time he was on the holy mountain. Uh, 2 Peter 1, let me read it to you. He talks about this too. Later on after Jesus is resurrected, ascended mm-hmm. into heaven. Peter says, For we did not follow cleverly devised stories mm-hmm. when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, because we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. We received honor and glory from the God the Father when the voice came to him on that majestic, glorious mountain, saying, This is my Son, whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. Mm. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were, when we were with him on that sacred mountain. Mm-hmm. And so just a powerful story. And I think in that, for me, I just am called to, like John, like Peter, just remember the times that we've met God in worship. He's revealed himself to us in our life. Because we all come to a point in time where you're like, What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, God, what? this is hard. Is this worth it? Do I want to follow you? Um, and sometimes we even have doubts and questions of like, is this real? Um, God, do you really hear my prayers? Are you really with me right now? Mm-hmm. And I think you fall back on these memories of, of God's faithfulness and God's revealing himself to us just like he did to John and to Peter. Mm-hmm. And that's a gift to people that are listening. So just like us reading this in the Bible, like that's a gift to us that we get to read this, this Holy Spirit inspired text. Um, when you tell your story about how God has been faithful to you and things that you remember and things that you can recall and that you stand on, that even though I'm not feeling a certain way, or even though things don't look good right now, I can fall back on the truth that I know who God is and I know what he's done in my life and my experience with him. And so just the powerful ability that we have when we tell our story Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. And so now we'll transition just a couple of verses later. There's a story of uh, Jesus healing a a child that had a demon inside of him. And uh, what's interesting is is the father's conversation with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. and so the father comes up to Jesus and is basically like, hey, yo, Jesus, if you can help me out here, would you please help me? And so, I don't know, Bobby, you want to read verses 23, yeah. 24, 25? Definitely. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help, my, help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Mm-hmm. And I think Bobby and I have brought this up before in past podcasts, but this chapter has been foundational for our theology of prayer. Because there's a couple of things here. Yeah. One, Jesus says everything is possible for the one who believes. And so in that, we might think, well, if I believe X, Y, or Z, then God's guaranteeing that it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, there are people out there, Christians, who say, if you don't experience a healing or your prayers aren't answered, then you don't have enough faith. And when you read the Bible in the context of the Bible, um, and you uh, uh, translate the Bible with the Bible, reference each other, you see that that's just simply not true. Because there are tons of examples where Jesus does his thing, he brings healing, restoration when faith is present and not present. Mm. And so I love this this father's line. He says, I do believe, but God, help me overcome my unbelief. And yeah. so he's given himself this, this space to say, God, I, I believe you and I want to believe you more. Would you help me grow? Mm-hmm. So, Also, it's just noteworthy, I think, that we just continue to come across uh, um, stories of demon possession, of healing of this type. I think some people might kind of be tired of, of reading about like, okay, you know, 
like Clark and I have said, you know, maybe that doesn't have anything to do with me here. Um, and we, we don't want to over spiritualize what you're, what you're going through throughout your day. You know, yet people get sick, there's germs, there's, you know, cuckoo things, a nail causes a flat tire, 110%. But the Bible speaks to this often. And so Mm -hmm. that's why it's sticking out to us. Like, oh, you know, there's this story about, um, about Jesus. And there's these stories about this kingdom of good and this kingdom of God. And and there's also these stories about how there's someone, um, you know, coming against us. And mm-hmm. so that's important to talk about so that there's not, um, confusion sometimes between good and light or black and white where there's this gray, but you can actually use discernment and say, okay, you know what? I think we should definitely fix our flat tire. I think yeah. we should wash our hands, but I think we need to pray in Jesus name too. Yeah. Yeah, all of the above. That's good. Yeah. We're not looking under every rock thinking everything is spiritual, but the Bible's making it clear that there's a lot of situations that are, in fact, spiritual. Yeah. So there are some passages where Jesus says, your faith has healed you. Um, we wanted to bring up just a few others really quickly. Um, there are other passages where people are healed because of somebody else's faith. Sure. Matthew chapter 8 talks about the centurion and how um, the centurion's faith actually Uh, amazed Jesus when he asked for healing for his servant. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus wasn't even physically present to do the healing, but he heard of the man's faith and he said that the man understood the hierarchy and, um, Mm -hmm. and he was healed. And same thing with Mark five that we just read a few days ago with Jairus and his daughter. Um, Jairus comes to Jesus and is explaining, um, my daughter's like knocking on death's door and Jesus goes with him and he stops on the way to, to heal the yeah. bleeding woman, but how it's, um, Jairus faith on behalf of his daughter that raises, um, her from the dead and in that then, story. And also Mark two, we read this before that where all those friends bring their, their paralytic friend to Jesus right. and Jesus, like Bobby said in the podcast, Jesus was amazed at their faith being the four friends who carried their paralytic mm-hmm. friend. Now, just to transition, there are also other healings where there is no mention of anyone's faith. Mm-hmm. Think about the resurrection of Lazarus. Even his family, they were just sad. And they were actually mad at Jesus. Like, why were you late? Yeah. You, you would have been here on time. You could have healed him. And so John 11, Jesus resurrects Lazarus from the dead. Mm-hmm. Lazarus didn't have any faith. He was dead. Uh, John 18, <laughs> Peter hacks off Malchus's ear when they're arresting Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus heals the dude's ear. He puts it right back on. That, that guy didn't have faith. They were trying to catch and kill Jesus. Mm-hmm. Luke 8 and all these other stories with demons. These people are out of their mind. They right. they, they can't have faith to heal themselves. They're just sunk deep into evil. Mm-hmm. And so with all this being said, what's the takeaway from today as we wrap up? One is I hope you have an incredible amount of freedom when you pray. As Christians, we're walking in repentance every day, saying, God, where do I need to confess my sin? But then there's this freedom when you pray, and you pray boldly in the name of Jesus that um, people will be blessed and God's kingdom would come. Mm -hmm. And then you get to hold the results with loose hands, open-handed, saying, God, I trust that you're good. And if there's a healing the way that I hoped this person would be healed, praise Jesus. That is fantastic. And there are times where it doesn't happen. And we also hold those open-handed to the Lord and say, God, I trust that you're good. Yeah. And you know that that you know what, what your plan is, is best. And so we submit to that, and, and hopefully that gives us peace. So mm-hmm. pray with boldness. And, uh, yeah, mark mine. Thanks for listening. God bless you guys. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.